Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 233. We'll be talking about Cocaine Bear, Ant-Man, Accused, the newest episode, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury, uh, Star Wars, the Jedi Fallen Order video game I've been diving into, and much more. So let's get going. Uh, Fuck it. um, I was reading about uh, UFC Fight Night from uh, a week ago. Uh, Jessica Andrade um, had uh, got submitted in that fight, and I had talked about it a little bit, but I guess she she claims uh, <laughs> she lost focus in the fight because one of her breasts slipped entirely out during the fight. And the, the Twitter debate was pretty interesting about it, but the, it was concluded, you know, that all fighters should just fight topless problem solved right so jessica has an only fans i think she wants you to pay for the show she don't want to give it up uh i didn't see uh that occur um there's a lot of people ridiculing the fuck out of her for that excuse she's making but but yeah what an interesting thing that the females have to worry about um on top of everything else of the fight i guess you know uh your titty falls out yeah it would be a little difficult to focus but i don't like fighters that make excuses uh red rihanna's super bowl performance received over 100 fcc complaints for being too sexual and I was like, I, th- I was like, damn, that's that's crazy. But then apparently, the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake performance received over half a million complaints to the FCC. So, uh, not nearly as bad. Um, which was interesting. I mean, what? I don't know. There's a lot of talk about Rihanna. Did she really uh, rub her rub her her coochie essentially and like? want you to smell it or wave it at you or whatever it was they were talking about. I don't know. It sure as hell looked like it to me, but I thought it was dope. I didn't think it was bad. Anything like that. Um, there's just so so much other shit out there, but you know, uh, over a hundred complaints is, is not so bad when you think about, uh, over a half a million. So, uh, I was reading a funny, um, photo on uh, Instagram about this place called, uh, Santino's, pizzeria in ohio and they had a sign up saying now hiring non-stupid people and i thought that was just amazing because i was reading an article before about how employers are not as tolerant and patient with their employees now that the pandemic has ended and seems pretty obvious but i i'll admit i was worried we were just gonna you know kind of all going soft um, all around and was indeed the new normal. And unfortunately we went into survival mode, right? Now that we've survived, we're bound to see some different reactions to this wave of below par employees with no experience or drive, you know? So I, I love that. The fact, cause we got stuck with a lot of, I mean, it was an employee world. Like they got to determine if they wanted to work, the minimum wage was going up, all this stuff. It was just ridiculous. And now we're in a, we went to a s- segment of like nobody, Nobody wanted to work because they were being paid to stay at home. All that, all that shit. Now we're kind of coming out of that, and it's it's interesting to see because all I see is now hiring signs everywhere, and all I ever see is no experience needed. All this shit, and it just blows my fucking mind how many of them there are because it, we got a lot of people. I feel like that need to fucking work. Um, been uh fucking doing my my workouts not as steady as I'd like. Fucking. Last couple of weekends, I've hit the whiskey and beer pretty good, and uh, my body's definitely feeling it. But I was trying to get back onto it with my treadmill because I got my weight set up, and I I like to rotate, not stick with the same thing too often. But I'm having some fucking issues with this treadmill, man. I, it's a Bowflex Results machine with this uh, Journey or JRNY membership they want me to activate, and I don't because I I just watch it on my iPad. I don't need to use their screen, but. 
um, the machine will stop my workout midway sometimes to ask if I want to update the system. And it's absolutely ridiculous to me. Like who decided they would allow interruptions to workouts that way, you know, powered by droid, which should have been my first red flag. But, um, I, I track most of my stuff, my watch and that's, that's good, especially with this shit because the tracking on the treadmill is seriously flawed with this. It, it just drives me nuts. Cause if I set myself a goal of 30 minutes on the machine and then it stops working halfway through, I then have to reboot, start my workout again. I don't get credited for the time I, I put in before. And so it's super faulty. Had to vent because I submitted my feedback to them about this. And I received one of those cool emails that says, um, we received your feedback and someone will be in touch. And I'm looking forward to see how that process is because uh, if they have a way for me to fix that issue, I definitely want it taken care of. Like the, the motivation and self-discipline we all need to get going on our workouts, right? We all talk about the hardest Part is actually just getting started, putting your shoes on, walking through the doors of the gym. Once you get going, it's easy. So once we get going, we shouldn't have to deal with an interruption, right? If if I if I went to like the YMCA to play a fucking pickup basketball game, and we had the court scheduled, you know, you wouldn't expect uh, the janitorial team to come in midway through the game and say they need you to clear the floor so they can mop or something like it. Just it's a serious flaw. This shit pisses me off. So, uh, yeah, had to vent. Uh, last little uh, bit of uh, random news I was reading. The dude who killed Nipsey Hussle's facing 60 years in prison. Uh, I thought that was really interesting because uh, Nipsey Hussle's a rolling 60. So that, what an interesting number. I just thought that was weird. And I was reading a lot of people on Twitter that had very similar, similar thoughts in their head about that whole thing. Uh, so shout out to that judge because I thought that was pretty dope. And, yeah, a lot of people don't believe he'll make it the whole 60. Um, let's get into some movies. Cocaine Bear. Fuck yeah. The Bear did cocaine so i was dying to see this movie uh, i ended up i ended up going to see it with my mother which is awesome because i did not think there was a chance in hell she would want to go with me i was gonna go by myself uh, i was i was hoping to go with my guy mike i uh, did work out with the timing and i my mom just randomly called me to see check in see how i was doing i was like i'm thinking about going to see this cocaine bear movie you want to go and she she actually went she didn't hate it uh she laughed a lot i gave i gave cocaine bear a three out of five and i want to thank elizabeth banks for making this movie because it is the movie we did not know we needed and i thought it was awesome ray Liotta's last film uh such a fun fun movie to see him in uh O'Shea Jackson Jr. did great. Everybody in the movie did a great job. Um yeah, it's it's a little spoofy and goofy. It's expected to be. It's about a fucking bear who did cocaine. Uh and I hope I hope they make cocaine shark. I hope they make meth gator. I hope they do it all because it's it's just a fun escape. Um it it's it's just great. And it, I thought I thought it was done so well. There's so many laughs throughout the movie. So many dope ass kills throughout the movie. It it was cool. I highly recommend you check that out uh, unless you don't like gory stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I watched Terrifier 2. That was gory and I'm just fucking dumb as fuck. Speaking of dumb as fuck, though, I watched a movie called Velocipaster. Yes, you heard that right. The Velocipaster. So this movie came out in 2018. It had an $11,000 budget. 
<laughs> and uh, this all started with a fucking meme. I didn't even think it was real. I saw this meme and it said the perfect movie doesn't exist. And then it had the dot, dot, dot. And it had the fucking breakdown of this movie. And I was like, no way this is real. And I fucking tagged uh, Nobi on Instagram because uh, he likes movies and shit. And I was like, bro, have you heard of this shit? And I was like, I said it to my guy, Mike. I'm like, I'm about to watch it. I fucking, I was fully invested. It was free on Peacock. But it's it's terribly awesome and god awful it's so bad yet so good it's a it's a priest who's gifted an ability to turn into a dinosaur that looks nothing nothing like a velociraptor and he is trying to save a hooker from a pimp named frankie the mermaid yeah he goes by frankie the mermaid because he's swimming with bitches (laughs) it was so so bad but so so good. I gave it a 1.5 out of 5. Definitely um, was inspiring just to the sense of like, yeah, anything could be a fucking movie. Just put your mind to it make it happen. Uh, I went to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I uh, gave that a 2.5 out of 5. Definitely not as good as I expected. Uh, such a strange vibe as well. They went pretty Star Wars with this one, which I, you know, I it's just... Stay in your own lane, I guess. Some some very funny moments. Uh, Humpty Dumpty Darren. <laughs> it was an interesting twist. Uh, Kang the Conqueror was cool, but not nearly as cool as I had hoped it was going to be. Uh, a cool visual experience for sure. The story was okay. It was a bit brutal with my... I was a bit brutal with my rating because my hopes were much higher for this with the cast and the series. Um, and hopefully it's a development towards something epic because they're competing with you know, like it or not, with the legendary phase three of uh, the Marvel series. So um, not the best in my book, but it was, it was worth seeing on the big screen. I watched The Woman King. That's on Netflix now. Uh, I gave that a 3.5 out of 5. It, it was pretty cool. Some powerful moments. Uh, all Everybody involved did a great job. Uh, it just didn't hold my attention as well as I expected. I thought the story was awesome. I thought it was produced very well, visually, beautifully, acted beautifully. It just... I don't know, maybe it was too long. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe I wasn't in the right mode for it, but it was it was a good movie. It just it, I just kept fading from uh, being too interested. And I checked out a movie called Fractured. My sister-in-law had recommended I watch. Um, it came out in 2019. It's on Netflix. I gave this movie a 4.5 out of 5. I thought this shit was a really good mystery thriller. And it had me thinking and questioning everything throughout the movie, like, like I had to, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't have it. And just such a back and forth pull on the heart from beginning to end. It was, it was a really interesting movie having you kind of like on the edge of your seat, wondering what the fuck is going on. Um, and I don't want to give too much away. It is a, a man who, um, his, his daughter has an accident. Um, him and his wife take the daughter to the hospital and they take her in for a, a CAT scan and he falls asleep in the waiting area and he goes to get an update on them and they're claiming that they don't have them there. And so the the mystery begins of where the fuck where the fuck is my wife and daughter? And it just goes on from there. Really cool movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well acted, um, very well uh, filmed very well. I loved the shots, everything. And I checked out um luckiest girl alive on netflix uh with mila kunis oh my god that was that was a 
that was a fucking powerful movie. Uh, I gave that a four out of five. I had no idea what I was getting into with this film. You know, powerful beyond measure. Seriously, the ongoing pressure women feel to accommodate the man's well-being and some of the most hostile threats known to existence. In this one, you got a school shooting scenario, rape scenarios. It was well acted, well written, and well produced. Just a really fucking good movie. Um, uh, let's see what else did I watch. Um, I checked out the new Pinocchio from Guillermo del Toro on Netflix. Uh, I'd been dying to see it for a while, but I I had just seen the other Pinocchio that just came out, so I wanted to give it some time, and I don't think I gave it enough time. I still gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I thought it was very cool, a little darker. I loved I loved the way they did it, but it's just the same the same story, you know. It's you know, it's Pinocchio. So there wasn't any big surprises, anything like that, but good film. And then I checked out a movie called Inheritance. Uh, that came out in 2020. That's on Netflix. And that was an interesting one. Not my kind of movie, but it was recommended to me by somebody, so I checked it out. I gave it a 2.5 out of 5. More my wife's uh, kind of movie, uh, but she fell asleep still. But um, even the part she was watching, she was really into it. So it's uh, a female whose father dies, and he leaves his uh, his will. And for her and the will, she gets a key and a video explaining um and she discovers this guy is locked up in like this underground tunnel and she's trying to figure out why the hell her dad is this guy locked up down there and that's all i really give you because the whole the whole movie is a battle between trying to figure out what the hell this guy did why is he down there what she's supposed to do with him but yeah nothing too special for me i didn't think the acting was uh, that great aside from the uh the guy that's locked in the basement i thought he did an incredible job uh that wraps up the movies uh, for the TV series, fucking Bel Air returned. Um, that was fun to watch. Fucking Snowfall returned. Loving that. Wu Tang. Final chapter's going great. The fucking uh, Million Little Things. Loving that. Shrinking still killing it. I'm loving that show. Um, and Last of Us, uh, that comes on tonight. Your Honor still killing I'm li- I Just a lot of fucking cool shows. 1923 and Mayor of Kingstown tonight as well. Um, but Accused, um, episode five was titled Robin's Story. And uh, this one was good. Um, I think this is the best episode since the first episode. Uh, this one was uh, about drag, about murder, uh, a man who's openly gay, and he's he's a drag performer at night. And after having a run-in with, like, a, a drunken asshole, pretty much after a show, the asshole's brother seeks out Robin, a.k.a. Kevin, to make sure they're doing okay. And they end up connecting and engaging in a sexual relationship. And once Kevin realizes this guy is hiding something, he finds the man's wife and befriends her, gathering uh, some more insight on him and encouraging him to tell his wife the truth about his sexuality. And he discovers she is already aware and makes a life-changing decision. And that's all I'm going to give you. Best episode since the first one, in my opinion. It really, I just thought they did a, a really good job on that one. So that's episode five. There's 14 scheduled. Um, Every one has been very different, and I love that. They're not always, they're not all that great, but I do enjoy the uh, the variety. And let's see, let's see, fucking uh, Jake Paul. Let's talk about some fights. Talk about some fights, and then I'll conclude with my video game journey right now. But um. Just watched Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Uh, Tommy Fury got the split decision victory. Uh, the ref made some questionable calls, but he had his hands full with uh, two fighters who were 
uh, fairly reckless and a lot of dirty boxing going on, holding. Uh, each fighter had a point taken away, so that kind of balanced the cards out. Jake got a knock knockdown off a stiff jab, which caught Fury off guard. Uh, I didn't think Jake won a single round until he got that knockdown scored. So I was I was happy with the scorecards, kind of. Kind of a tough one to score because of how, like, all the wrestling that was going on. Like, they spent the majority of the fight in the clinch. And Jake has a rematch clause, and I believe um, they'll be ranking Tommy in the top 40 on WBC with this victory, which will be interesting. Um, Tommy Fury's now 9-0, and and Jake Paul's 6-1. and uh, he's officially, you know, faced an actual professional boxer now. You know, so if he loses the rematch, uh, I'm, he's surely, he's going to lose a lot of appeal. Like, I just... I don't feel like this takes away his appeal. If he if he comes back from this and beats Tommy, especially if he can knock him out, he, he's right back up there in the discussion for all these fights. But, you know, if he loses to Tommy again, like, I, don't, I don't know. He's going to have to do a lot of work to get back up there and for people to be interested in wanting to fight him. Um, that's going to be crucial for him. It's just it, it really will. He's, he needs to put in some work on his inside game and how to use his jab more effectively. Every time they got in the clinch and close up, Jake Paul just looked like a lost dog, like he had no idea what he was doing. And waiting to set up that one big punch can only get you through for so long, which, ironically, Deontay Wilder had to find out by the hands of Tommy's older brother. So Jake Paul seemed humbled and took the loss well, and then he listed some excuses before stating he's not making excuses, so that was classy Jake. Um, Logan, speaking of classy, for some reason, they were taking the mic to people on the in-between rounds, the interview, which is fine, but they were broadcasting it on the loudspeakers for the entire everybody to hear, which was strange in the first place. But then Logan gets the mic, and he's calling Tommy a bitch on the mic in between rounds, which is extremely unprofessional and ridiculous. Um, just kind of took away from the the little bit of authenticity that we were going for with this fight, right. To make it, to make it feel like a real boxing match. Um, Badu Jack fucking, I feel like he was the highlight of the, sh the, the night or the day. Cause it was a morning card for us on the West coast, but Badu Jack won the cruiserweight championship becoming a three division champ. And at 39 years old, he executed that finish beautifully. Um, just, just well-seasoned boxing right there. Uh, Makabu, um, was a, he's a tough son of a gun. I'll tell you, he just kept coming forward and swinging. And, you know, I, I think the ref made a good call stopping it. I do, because I do think Badu Jack was winning the fight. I really do. Um, and Makabu was taking a lot of fucking punches to the head, but he looked like he wanted to keep going. But it was probably best that the ref stopped it. He didn't need to keep taking more damage. But shout-out to Badu Jack. And uh, the first two fights of the card were some sorry-ass fights. Early first round TKO, and another fighter didn't come out at the bell for the second round. And then uh, Martinez lost to uh, Alma Almayuf on the cards after a short four-round match. I'm not sure if I said that, la that last name correctly, but uh, that was a good fight. That was a fun one. It was only four rounds, though. Wish it had been a, like maybe six, but uh, they're they're. I think Martinez was like three and one, so now he's three and two. And Al Muf, that was he was only one and zero when they started, so now he's two and zero. Um, I missed the UFC card, which I which I read because I went to go see Cocaine Bear, but I I read the main event got canceled last minute with Ryan Spann and uh, the other dude. Uh, what's his name? Um, Kirlov. 
And I just read that it was potentially because Kirilov was uh, fell ill before the fight or something like that. So I don't know how last minute it was, but that that always sucks. And I read Tatiana Suarez got the submission victory. Um, awesome shout out to her. And then, but the real news: UFC 285 is next weekend. The return of John Jones is going to be fucking epic. I cannot wait. So. Uh, and then other fight news, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis got the official date, April 22nd. It's going to be on DAZN and Showtime pay-per-view, and I love that decision. I'm so excited. Um, that way, each each fighter, they can get promo off of their own fucking brand. People can buy it from who they want to support, and we could see who the real draw is. But, yeah, just fucking end the debates on who gets to own it and split it and let them do it. I love that. And then I'll conclude with video games. I start, I start uh, booted up the PlayStation and... I had downloaded this uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, probably a few weeks ago. It was one of the the PlayStation Plus free games of the month or whatever. And I was like, oh, this looks like it might be cool. And I, I didn't I forgot about it. And I just booted it up the other day and holy shit, I love this game. It's so much fun. Graphics aren't uh, quite up to par with some other ones that I've enjoyed, but it's so much fun. Uh, it feels to me like Ghost of Tsushima uh, with a lightsaber. It's 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 a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I ended up buying Gotham Knights, which I'm excited to try out because that was on sale. And uh, and I'm really really debating getting Hogwarts. I'm probably gonna wait till the price drops a little bit. But I keep hearing incredible things about it. I just love those open world exploring games. I just I just think they're so relaxing and fun. But yeah, I'm gonna keep playing this Jedi Fallen Order game. And uh, yeah, that that's about it. Fucking got a couple vacation days from work this week. I hardly went to work last week. I worked from home a couple of days because my daughter was sick and went to the studio. Uh, took my girls with me to the studio, actually. That was fun. Um, got a few new songs going. Uh, some things for y'all to look out for. Uh, I'm going to have the uh, album, of course, Leave Me Where You Find Me, dropping in May. And then I got a, another project that I'm probably looking to aim for probably summer, um, midsummer or something like that. And then I'll, I'll probably have a fall release as well. It's looking like a three album year for me. And I'm excited. A lot of cool, fun stuff. Uh, fucking did another. I got a few rap tracks coming and uh, did a Water Break remix. So the original Water Break on Ambivalence uh, is featuring Wildcard and Be Vicious. Uh, really fucking love that song. Um, and then I did a remix with, uh, uh, Zodiac and Kaga and I'm super excited to drop that. So that's going to, uh, be, uh, 420 release. So April 20th and then uh, a really dope song. I'm so excited to share. going to drop that single called, uh, together forever, just a nostalgic vibe, blink 182 kind of style. Um, that's going to drop in June. Um, uh, super excited for that. That'll be the first single off the next album. Not the leave me where you find me, but yeah, it's got a lot of shit I'm working on. It's been a great time. Um, aside from that, I'm trying to read a lot and reading with my girls, um, get them these, uh, theme park tickets for Silverwood. Um, have to get like 10 hours of reading logged about halfway done. And, uh, what did I just finish? Um, oh, I did that. Uh, the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. That was the last one I finished. And I got a book at the thrift store also about emotional intelligence. I'm going to be diving into really excited for that. 
And I still got to start my David Goggins, but I'm still reading Trejo as well in this book, What Happened to You and Will. Because um, for some reason last year, I thought it was a great idea to start reading four or five books at a time. Um, and now I don't know which one to finish first. So I'm just kind of slowly going back and forth. But yeah, uh, that's all I got for y'all. I will talk to y'all maybe, maybe again this week, if not after UFC 285, because I'm fucking stoked. Um, John Joes versus Saragon for the heavyweight championship of the world. And, and yeah, if, uh, if Jones wins this belt, he, he, He's already one of the greatest of all time. But, yeah, the, the question, I don't know. Does anybody question that? Does anybody question if John Joe's the greatest? Uh, I'm sure people do. But, yeah, I'm excited for that. UFC 285 next week. I will be back.